Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Help I Sexted by Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life. Answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to those everyday dilemmas. Like, what should you do if you have a voice that irritates the tits out of people? That's me and Ben. I I will never forget, mm. every now and then, when you're on the radio... Yes. You get, like, I see all the texts and tweets come in. Yeah. And you, for, every, for everyone... Oh, that, you don't have them screened like some presenters? No, I like to okay. see them. So for everyone that loves you, there's mm. probably double the amount that hate you. Okay. And I once... And it's still... Things now, and it was when I first started on radio. I just got a text saying, "Your voice makes me ill," <laughs> and I still remember it to this day. So there, but I think that's in reference to last week's uh, bonus. Yes. And is it okay to cry at work? Oh God, that's a bit. Have you dead. been crying at Are work? Are you okay? What caused you to cry at oh, work? Don't cry at freaking work. We can't afford HR. <laughs> <laughs> what are you crying at work for? But Ben writes the scripts. It's always right? an in- insight into what's gone on in oh, his life. Is it okay? And yes, it's fine to cry at work. Well, it's not fine to cry at work because you shouldn't be crying at work because no. if someone's made you cry. Work should be non-stop lols. Mm. And of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss? But we're not usually like any answer. Are we William Hanson, the UK's leading etiquette expert? No, we're not Jordan North, radio and television presenter. No. I'm more... What? Oh, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've watched you, I suppose, as well. Uh, I'm more an exaltation of larks. You're more a murder of crows. Doesn't quite rhyme, but it's from Ellen in America. I so thank you. do not get that at all. What's a friggin' ever? It's a nice joke. It's an English joke about uh, the collective noun for group of animals. I'm more an... Exaltation of larks. A lark is a songbird. Yeah. And then a murder of crows. So the collective noun, like you have a... What's a collect- another no, collective noun? I've gone a pride of lions as the collective noun. You have a murder of crows and an exaltation of larks. This is why I like going out on the piss in Burnley. 
What? Because these are my people. I can have a laugh with them. When I go out with people like you in London and they come up with shit like that, I just have to nod and pretend I know what you're on about. Oh, yeah, excellent. I'm not. Is that on iPlayer? Sorry, what? <laughs> excellent. I'm not. Is that on iPlayer? I'll download that. Yeah. Okay, now get me back home. Anyway, uh, let's have our gin and de bonnet. Do you want to? Oh, it's a new bottle of de bonnet. This is the gin. This oh. is the de bonnet. Is it my. Oh, it's your etymology of the week this week. Yeah. Oh! That's the gin. We're Oof. still on this. No, you can do it next week. Oh, can I? This is a new bottle of de bonnet. Oh! Next week. Sorry, Joel, it's been a busy week, sweetheart. I've been in and that pop. He is a dog. I've been up and down like a bride's nighty, Joel. Oof. I've realised who my um, impression of Diego is. Rylan. Oh, just... No, it's not. It's not Rylan. It's, uh, and I thought, oh, God, it is. That's where I get it from. And he's actually a good laugh. I've met him a few times. Who is it? I won't tell it on camera. He's a good laugh. I'll tell you what is Jolt. Anyway, who are we toasting to? Uh, well, I'd like to toast Danny from our bonus last week, who wrote in that lovely letter about that made us sort of have that little moment. I nearly went about grannies. So uh, oh, I'm yeah. going to toast Danny. Danny uh, about granny. Danny. Oh, you can't kick your granny off a bus. Sorry? No, you can't kick your granny off a bus. You can't kick a granny for she's your mummy's mummy. You can't kick your granny off a bus. Well, she could be your father's mother. It's the song, isn't it? Okay, sorry. Oh, you can't kick your granny off a bus. Oh, you can't kick your granny off a bus. Sorry to everyone in Scotland for publishing this song. Oh, you can't kick your granny for she's your mummy's mummy. You can't kick your granny off a bus. Danny. Danny. And to grandmas. Hmm. Um, as always, G and Divas, you can send your tales of trepidation to oh. help at... How much gin have you put in that? Just a splash. I know it's Christmas, but Christ. Uh, Tales of Trepidation, you know what to do. Help at sexedmyboss.com. Or you can tweet us or send us a message on Instagram at sexedmyboss. Or you can write to William, who promises a handwritten reply on his own letter to paper. The address is on the website, sexedmyboss.com. Now, Jordan. Yes. It's been a big old week for you, hasn't it? It has. A couple of weeks, really. Yeah, why? Well, because it's, it's a long process, but you're finally, it's finally all done. Oh, do we? Yes. Yeah. What? People often come up to me. The number one question I get asked is, is he or isn't he? And now I can fully say, hand on heart, Jordan North is a raging homeowner. Yes. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. It doesn't um, seem real. This is the first time? Uh, yep. 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 Yeah. And are we decorating yet? Got the decorators in this weekend at the time of recording. Are you borrowing Well Hung John, my decorator? No, I could have done with Well Hung John. We've just got Mick instead. Oh. Was it Steve? It's like a proper... You're very close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, got a, it's, um, it, it's been very stressful, mm. but I'm glad I'm in and uh, got the decorators in and I'll probably, probably have to move in in that Crimbo Limbo week. Okay. The week between Christmas and New Year. But all the decoration will be... Is it Gooch Week? They call it Gooch Week, yeah. All the decoration will be done, though. Hopefully, yeah. That's nice. At least you'll be moving and, you yeah. know, and it's... it's a, yeah. You're not having to live with builders. No. No. So I'll get them in. Because I'm, at the time, got, I'm going up... I'm in Manchester for a month, as from yes. today. So I'm filming um, a new show for BBC Three in Manchester. Project Icon. Project Icon with Jason Derulo and uh, Becky his Hill. manager, Becky Hill. And um, so I'm going to film that in the mornings, up to about 12, 1 o'clock. Mm. Go and do the radio and then do any bits afterwards so it's going to be a busy month moving out and doing this but we'll make it work so yeah I'm going to I'm in Man basically living in Manchester for the next month which will be good and um, f moving out 
So yeah. Moving ha- well, well done. Look, it's it's. Thank you. You'll I'm never sh- want to move again. Oh God, no. No. God. I'm chuffed a bit. So I'm, yeah. I'm not really talked about it much. No, I'm, but I'm looking forward. Maybe in January, little housewarming. Feb, maybe. Why not January? For my birthday. Could I have oh, okay. Fine. Uh, you also yeah. need to have me over for some ready break. Oh yeah, we, do that, we yeah. said yeah. yeah. Why do in? I get weirded out about talking about um, about your home ownership? My heart, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't worry. But yeah, I'm chuffed a bit. Well done. We are the the um, the only thing. Mm. Is, like, you know, they always say you got to compromise. Yeah. Oh. The only thing is we're right near a football ground. Oh. In London, I won't tell you which one. And I used to live near Old Trafford. Remember in Manchester. Yes. It was a bloody <sighs> nightmare on Champions League games or weekends. Like you can't get out in and out of traffic, but that's fine. We'll make it work. I talking of where you used to live when I went to visit some of the people you used to live with. Is that before or after she threw the bin at Daryl? <laughs> it was a separate occasion. And I hope they don't mind me saying this, but they had, they'd had a bit of an argument. All couples do. Yeah. yeah. It happens. Okay. It happens. But it had got to the point where maybe I, I sort of felt that maybe I had actually stayed for as long as I needed to stay. The argument wasn't helping. I was trying to leave. Was I there that night? I didn't know. This I was, was during never, the day. I was never. Oh, yeah. I, was, yeah. I worked. I was the only one in that house that did. Uh, and <laughs> I'm joking. That's unfair. Uh, no, they both, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, That was really unfair, sorry. And uh, I started to leave, but Manchester United had just finished playing. Yeah. And the road where my car was parked was swamped. Oh, you've never seen... You couldn't seen, move. Oh, you've never seen anything like it, Old Trafford. So I had to... It was just... You, you can't, for like, miles around, you can't no, drive. I, I was stuck. Mm. So what did you do? Quite, just had to sit there quite awkwardly yeah. for an hour. Uh, you used to come and see us a lot, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yes, yeah. I know. Yeah, so, we to, yeah. Uh, that was a little bit awkward. Um, but anyway, your congratulations. We're excited to hear tales of your new house, and I hope that this one doesn't have any mice or rats. Why are you saying that? Well, you had a rat in your last flat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I've got rats. Well, I had rats. Oh, it's going to be a... Yeah. I'm already looking forward to cleaning it. I, I just can't <laughs> wait to get in and just... You see, this is where you and I are quite similar, because we're both fastidious. Yeah, oh. Fastidious, clean. Oh, okay. But yeah, um, I just can't wait to Anal. get in and get <laughs> sorted. Don't start me now. Yeah. Does it have a skylight? Yeah, it does. It, it kit- does. Oh my god. And kitchen. Gosh. One of those electric ones. Oh, 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 posh. Have what? I changed? No, you, you press a little switch and it opens. Yeah, I know how it works. Thank you. I used to have one in Manchester. It had a remote control. Oh well, I used to have the, to get the stick in my old place in North yes. London. Uh, do you remember doing that at school as well? Getting, doing what? Hook it on and, <coughs> and open it. That's what, Why were you doing that at school? Because you used to do it at school as well to open big windows. Right. But yeah. Um, okay. Apparently Ben's nodding. Yeah. I can't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. What I'm gonna have these all round for mm-hmm. is a Sunday dinner, right? Because I am nailing my Sunday dinners at the moment. So okay. I made a Sunday dinner last week, mm. and it was great. What meat? Chicken. I always do chicken at home because it's easier. Then when you go out and have a Sunday dinner, that's when you have beef or lamb because it's a treat. Did you not in the mood for pork? No, I don't really like pork on a Sunday dinner. No, I don't either. No. Anyway, I always have beef. So this, I can't wait to have you all over. When I have you all over, I'm gonna have loads of red wine on table. I'm gonna make a nice Sunday dinner. <laughs> Lots of red wine on table because we'll all spill it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so that's what the plan is in New Year. I'll get you over. I am nailing my Sunday dinners at the moment, right? And we've talked about what, this what you do with it. So I had, um, I got the chicken in, seasoned it myself. Got a garlic rosemary on there, proper stuffed it and everything, right? I made the 
Best roast potatoes you've had. They were fantastic. Sprouts, sent it on Nigella, chopped them, fried them. Yeah. What a waste of a time. Bit of bacon yeah. and stuff, <laughs> the, the little things. Lardons. Um, I beg your pardon. Lardons. You will when you've had my Sunday dinner. <laughs> Trust me, it's that's that, a good line. Trust me, it's that good. It'll give you a lard on. <laughs> <laughs> You'll all leave with a lard on. I promise you. <laughs> I can guarantee that. It's that good. Uh, and I made honey glazed carrots and stuff. Parsnips did it. I, but the one thing, and mm. I need to nail it. And we've talked about it loads. Do you remember I said last year? I said I'm, I'm never ever going to try and make Yorkshire puddings again. Well, you don't I've, need to with chicken. I've done all the. I've done all the everything. I've tried every recipe. I've tried the hairy bikers one. I've let the um, the mixture set in the fridge and oh, everything. I've tried everything. Right? I've, people DM me and I just gave up on it. Do you use beef dripping? No. So well, now I go. just now I get in <laughs> the frozen Yorkshire puddings and it just doesn't sit right with me. And I, every Sunday I'm like, I've nailed this, but we're eating freaking bought in Yorkshire puddings. I just can't do it. So okay. when you come round to my new house, I'm going to make sure I'm... Beef dripping. I've tried everything. No, I've tried you... for years. I said, have you tried beef dripping? I've tried not opening the oven door. No, what's beef dripping when it's at home? It's what you need for Yorkshire puddings. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> so there you go. You can go to supermarkets and buy it, or you can create your own, but just go and buy it. It's easier. And the key with the Yorkshire pudding is you put your tin... In whether you, I just do a rectangular tin and just carve it up rather than oh, individual dear. ones. Yeah, so, so much like easier. a brownie tin. Yeah, and oh, it's just okay. one big one, and you just slice it. Anyway, but you can have the individual ones if you want. Put the tin in for at least half an hour. Get it absolutely piping hot. Okay. Take the tin out. Then you put your beef dripping in, and it starts to melt. Then you put it back into the oven to make that beef dripping absolutely piping hot. Scalding. Give you third degree burns if it dropped on you. All right. Then you put your mixture in. Half an hour, lovely. Okay. I'll try again, but I've just, I, I either over, overdo, and I've never overdone them, they're always doughy in the middle. A lot of people I, say I like, like a little doughy. I like a little I don't doughy. like it too crispy. Anyway, oh no, I like it crispy. Anyway, how's your week been? What's Dave? Oh, my week's fine, thank you. Uh, although I am getting increased, I've, I've snapped. Oh. I am, and anyone that owns a restaurant or a hotel, or any sort of cafe or eating establishment when you are serving puddings or desserts as sometimes people oh, call them oh thank god I thought you'd like divorced Mikey or buried him under patio or something <laughs> well we have a terrace oh. so he'd be buried under that would he yeah if you are serving pudding slash dessert please give us a fork not just a spoon I'm fed up with it okay and I'm putting this out as a public service announcement right because if you use just a spoon you, it's fine for the first couple of mouthfuls but then when you get that little bit at the end, you have to use your finger to push it on your spoon. Right, okay. And that's what the fork's for. Can I just add to that as well? Yes. And I, I appreciate how busy you are and stuff. Right. When um, you're working in a re- restaurant and waiting on the table is not yeah. easy. But if we ask for the condiments, please bring them over in a couple of minutes because you're sitting there waiting for your ketchup, your mayo, your mustard your brown sauce and you can't really eat and there's nothing worse than getting halfway through and then the condiments come it's like I want, I want my ketchup now I, want my I mean that's less of a demand I think. no it is because it's like I want it now because I want to put my mayonnaise on this burger and that so just please either bring them before or bring them after I'm surprised you're not the sort of person that travels with your own sachet of sauce oh I've got a few that you can just sort of, oh know. shit I need to get tea bags you just reminded me but no fork and a spoon is correct for a pudding is it? Not just a spoon. I think restaurants do it to think, oh, we're saving washing up or we're saving buying in forks. No. 
If you want to save, if you want to save on washing up, just don't offer puddings. All right. Producers enthralled. What pudding this was it? What pudding was it? Oh, it's been everything. Uh, and it's even nice, and it's nice places that have started to do it. Previously, five years ago, it would be sort of more, ca- more relaxed, casual places. But now it's actually nice places that just drop the fork and give you the spoon. Okay. I don't know what Nandos does. Nandos don't do desserts. Oh, yeah, they do. They do Sundays, don't they? Well, to be fair, in that instance, you don't need a fork. But if you're having something like, you know, tartar citron uh, or spotted dick, bread and butter pudding... You need a fork and a spoon. Trifle. Oh, God, I've not had bread and butter pudding for ages. Have I ever done chocolate bread and butter pudding for you? Oh, no. We oh, do it's that Delia. I oh. mean, I know Delia's a bit off because she's a bit sniffy about sous vides, but it's it's absolutely one Oh, of you best do recipes. that for me next time? Yeah. I'll oh, see if I can cook it in the sous vide. It's proper at the moment. It's proper, like, um, sticky toffee pudding season, in it? Winter pudding. Yeah, like um, apple pine crumble. Mm. Apple crumble and custard. Well, rhubarb. I Are you do. apple... Crumble, custard, or ice cream? I don't like apple crumble, but if it's a different crumble, I will have... Mm, it's I will, tough. I'll it's have tough. anything, it's but tough. Ice, I like the, the, the contrast cold. between yeah. cold and hot. It's tough, isn't it? What about you? If you had apple crumble... Are you even listening to this episode? I mean, I know it's not our best, but Christ, we're trying. <laughs> ben, what, do, what would you have? I don't really like apple crumble. Oh, okay, a crumble, custard, ice cream, cream. Ice cream. Ice, ice cream, cream, yeah. All right. What would you have? Custard. Custard. Oh, do you know why we always say custard? Sorry? I always go, custard. I used to work in a pub. Well, that's different from how you said it the first time. Custard. Um, what? No, I used to work in a pub, right? Yes. In Preston. The, uh, the, uh, don't say Albert Finney. Albert Finney? Correct. The Tom, Sir Tom, Tom Finney. Tom Finney, sorry. Sir Albert Tom, Finney. I Sir think Tom I've Finney. Got confused right. with an actor. Proper, proper Preston yep. pub, right? Mm. And, um, or pot washer, KP. And, um, Kensington Palace. This, this family used to come in every. Um, weekend from yep. uh, Bristol, we were from. Oh, so their accent stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah, yeah, it might have been some. I'm pretty sure it was Bristol. Somerset, the southwest. Yeah, it's it Bristol. Anyway, we we ran out of custard one day. They just had a big Sunday dinner, and the bloke was that furious. The bloke from Bristol walked behind the bar, popped his head in the kitchen, and went, "What? No custard?" <laughs> <laughs> so naturally, when we I worked there, we just. It's part of the banter. Me and the chefs would just randomly shout, no custard! And it was like a thing. You had to be there. It's very funny. Nice. Fun. So every time I sit and think of custard, you probably went, anyway, what? No custard! <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm also going to bring something up that has slightly shocked my world more than people not giving forks for puddings. I don't give a fork. You know a few bonus... I'm good. You know a few weekend releases ago? Yar. <laughs> we, um, we talked about knits. And I very confidently said, I've never had nits. Oh, no. So I, I thought, as I was listening back... Are you I, joking? I text my mother going, Oh. Did I, did I have nits as a child? And let me read you verbatim the text I was sent. I thought you meant you had them now. No, I don't have them Oh, now. I thought you'd got I've got them. much hair for them to be in. No, you're looking good at the moment. Thank you. Looking fulfilled. So I said, did I ever have nits as a child to my mother? Yes, once. You had a tummy bug and you were being sick in the loo. I was comforting you by stroking your head and I noticed you had them. You had very fair hair. I never told you as I didn't want to upset you. I bought special stuff for your hair and a knit comb. I think I told you I was conditioning your hair. 
my that whole is, life has been a lie. That is how precious your childhood. Imagine, right? Can I just ask if you'd have found out at that age that you'd had nits, what would you have done? I would have cried. Would you? Mm. I had, we had them every other week. My mum would come mad at this, but because we were at school, did you not used to have a nit nurse? No, we did. You used to go and see nit nurse. We didn't have them because, um, but I think how do we get onto this? Because my, my nephew had it. Yeah, and I was like with my nephew all night, like playing with him on swings and what have you, and it mm. sat on my lap at the table, and then right, and she went, oh, back. I mean, sister-in-law went, oh, by the way, he's got nits. I was like, now you tell me. Yeah. But yeah. And I very confidently said I'd never had nits, but apparently I did, but I didn't know because my mother lied to me. Have you ever had crabs? Well, I'm going to say no, but who knows? I mean, I'll have to text my mother. No. <laughs> Do you know what crabs are? Oh, it's, it's yeah. It's... Nits for your pubs. <laughs> a Bristol accent again. No, no, no. It's, that's how you say pubes, isn't it? Well, it's not. You say pubes. No, you not. not or, all, or pubis. No, not actually... Didn't lads at your school not you school them piabs? No. Do you want to see me piabs? Do I? What? Sorry? <laughs> Sorry? P.E. in that. Like, have you seen me piabs? You say piabs, it was from, I think it was off Bow Selector. Where is it? My piabs. My ginger piabs. Anyway. Right. Anyway. So I had nits once. Right, I am so fit. But is it true you can get crabs off sharing towels and stuff? Probably. Mm. That's why I wouldn't share a towel. But I wouldn't share a towel just on general hygiene. Everyone's had nits. It's part of growing up. Is it true that they go for clean hair? Pro- well, probably. That's probably Is why. That, yeah. Oh, oh, I don't, yeah. Are you ready for everybody's favourite feature? Let's do it. Cue the jingle. It's William. William. The etiquette geek. His knowledge. Knowledge. Is quite unique. He'll give you manners. Manners. A subtle tweak. It's time for William's etiquette etiquette monology of the week. Today, I'm going to answer the question, why do we give diamond engagement rings? Okay. And how old do you think that tradition is? Oh, I don't know. 150 years old. Victorians. Hmm. You're fi- Every time I ask you about a bloody tradition, your stock answer is Victorians. Well, they brought everything in, Well, they, they did quite a the lot. The Romans built everything and the Victorians brought everything in. Yes. Christmas, uh, shops, sweets, chocolate, industrial revolution... Trains. Trains. Planes. Planes. Did they? Ish. Ish, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you more about diamond engagement rings after these messages. Imagine being Prince Albert and your legacy is, yeah, you've got the Royal Albert Hall, but it's also a piercing on your willy. Okay, adverts. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back, Gene Davis. Thanks for sticking with us. And it's now time to find out what William's etymology of the week is this week. Well, we you might think that getting down on one knee, handing over a box containing a diamond ring and saying, oh, will you marry me, uh, has been around forever. But it actually only began in the mid-20th century. So not even the Victorian times. Because you do see a lot of, and you read a lot of old books and stuff, and they don't get down on one knee. They just say, will you be my wife? Yes. Well, yeah. what happened, uh, although engagement rings have been a thing for centuries, um, but very, very rarely do they actually contain diamonds because diamonds were incredibly expensive um, because they were rare. They were originally only in India, but then they discovered them in Brazil in the 1700s. And basically, following the discovery of the Kimberley mine in South Africa in the 19th century and sort of developments in mining techniques, uh, diamonds became more common. And what then happened in the mid-20th century, De Beers, the diamond company, um, basically came up with a huge advertising campaign in 1947 that a diamond is forever because diamonds weren't selling. And they, they thought, oh, a diamond is forever and we can do this marketing campaign oh, behind it. Clever. And so since then, engagement rings have contained diamonds. And then obviously things like Diamonds Are Forever from the book and the film uh, have sort of perpetuated that. But actually diamond engagement rings really only 70 years old. Oh, okay. So when people go, oh, engagement rings, I must get them with a diamond. Well, no, you don't actually, because that's quite modern. Right. But there we go. Now, just before we go to the listeners' questions, we've got some gorgeous, beautiful tinsel on our microphone arms. Oh, I thought you were playing with your pubs. <laughs> Jordan. Um, and just a reminder that this time last year, we were doing daily episodes on the Help oh, I Sexed My Boss yeah. Advent Calendar until Jordan got COVID. And you yeah. can go back and watch all of those on our YouTube if you want. Yeah. But also what I was reminded about by the vicar this week is that Advent. Yeah. Can we remember what Advent actually means? How did we get onto this? But Advent was code for... Well, it's not code. It, in sort of if you translate it, oh, it yeah. means the coming. The coming. Yes. And I said, next time you're having sex, <laughs> yes. Um, I'm Advent. For Christmas. Just mm. say, I'm Advent! I'm Advent! I'm about to Advent! Don't you make me Advent! Nah. Don't, don't do that! Quick, no, stop, stop, stop. I'm going to Advent. <laughs> We've all been there. Um, so, <laughs> so <laughs> that's what we want you to do for now we're in the festive season. Next time you're getting um, intimate festive. or festive... <laughs> Don't say, have you come? Say, have you Advent? Because Advent means coming. Well, we answer all sorts of questions on the... Uh... Gene Divas, if any of you actually do do that over the festival... Don't period, say do getting... film it! Don't <laughs> film it, but let us know. It'd be funny. Maybe there's a couple now that are listening. Especially if your partner doesn't know what... Doesn't listen to no, the I, podcast. Yeah, be if quite your funny. partner doesn't... know, I was going to say, if there's a couple listening that are Gene Divas, do mm. it. But if your partner doesn't listen to it, just say... No, but surely if they're both listeners and then one of them says Advent, they'll just laugh and that will kind of kill the moment. Yeah. 
But anyway, uh, uh, yeah. o- on the advent calendar, we answer all sorts of questions like when can you wear your Christmas jumper to work or not? Uh, when should you send your Christmas cards? I've already done mine. Uh, and Have is you? tinsel tacky? Tinsel tacky. Tinsel is very tacky. Awful stuff. Do you remember when we had your Rock FM and you said it was garish and gauche? <laughs> and I nearly got cancelled by the whole entire <laughs> population of Lancashire. That was the podcast pretty much before the podcast. Yes, it was, wasn't it? We used to to do a weekly bit on Rock FM for me, didn't you? Yes. I wish we could find those. I I tried. I'm sure they'll be on my laptop Will Rock FM not have an archive? God, no. No. (laughs) They were so funny. We did them on Christmas. Mm. I remember you used the term in better regulated households. Well, that's either. I think, is that a hyacinth? I can't remember possibly. And William used to very much play up to his character back in them days. I mean, so Thank God I don't now. <laughs> <laughs> Read the bloody questions. This one is from Mia. Oh, she's missing in action. Uh, this is... <laughs> very good. Thank you. Handshake. Dear William and Jordan... Firstly, can I just say how much I love listening to your podcast? My dad is from Burnley and my mum is from London, so your playful bickering and disputes remind me exactly of the way they speak and are very comforting to hear when I'm away from home at university. Say it proper. What? Burnley. Burnley. My dilemma is one faced by many. I'm a first-year student studying English literature, and I initially thought I was very lucky to have such a positive relationship with all seven of my flatmates. However, within the first two weeks, flatcest had ensued, which more explicitly means everyone in the flat had shagged at least one other person that lives with us. Oh, yeah, at uni in halls. Oh, yeah, I I like that name, flatcest. I managed to laugh it off and decide to put it behind us. But two people in my flat are now in a relationship. Personally, I think it's moving a bit fast. Bear in mind that we've been here for six weeks. Oh, God, yeah, that's that's pretty normal. And it is having an impact on the rest of the flat who cannot go into the kitchen without being put off their dinner by some over-the-top snogging and groping. On one occasion, I came into the kitchen to find they were having full-butt-naked, top-volume sex on the communal living area sofa. They have wild, rampant sex every night, and, as is common with student halls, the walls are not very thick. Mm. It is, quite frankly, making us all incredibly uncomfortable, and I am at my wit's end. Therefore, I have to ask, what is the etiquette for shagging your flatmates? And further, how do I tell them to stop shagging on the sofa? There is now a mysterious stain, which I can assure you I will not be clearing up. Best wishes, Mia. Right, first of all, you want to get some oxy-action on that stain? Okay. Better shout. Are you being sponsored? No, 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 no. no, no. Um, second thing... Mia, right, is um, as you get a bit older mm. uh, and experienced in life, you realise that it's probably best not to shit on your own doorstep. Yeah. AKA, don't shag anyone you live with, any flatmates or housemates when not like. Unless you actually are boyfriend and yeah, girlfriend living but, together. But don't do that. In which case, it's positively encouraged. However, Mia, right, I assume everyone's about 18, 19, very young, just started uni. They're like rabbits let out of the cage and they will be at it like rabbits. When I was at uni, First year, I lived um, what it called, lived in precinct in Sunderland. Precinct sounds like a nightclub. Christ, everyone was shagging everyone. Seriously, really? yeah, seriously. In my halls as well, we lived with. I think there was ten to a hall. Ten. Yeah, I think there was ten. That's basically an orgy. And uh, there was one fella. I won't name names. Who I'm th- pretty sure was having sex with three different girls in the same. Oh. I never liked it. Anyway. Um, yeah. So all goes on. However, yeah. however, Mia, not okay to... Um, have sex on the communal sofa. Uh, have sex Completely on the communal agree. sofa. Not okay. Really not okay. So, I would just be direct about it and go, yeah. could you not have sex on the communal sofa, please? WhatsApp group. Don't name it. WhatsApp group. 
don't name any names, just say, hey, can we please keep the heavy petting, lol, and uh, not have sex on it? Or, this is the best place to do it, passive-aggressive sign at uni. Stick a sign up on Stick a sign above the sofa with, yeah. for sitting only. Yeah, for sitting only. Much even that could be. But Mia, do get used to it. I, I, I know it is. And it, I promise you, in years to come, you'll talk about it with your uni mates. But oh, do you remember? Every, yeah. What was it like? It was. I bet it was all going on at your uni in Manchester. Well, not with me. No. Definitely I, not. I know, oh, bless you. But, well, oh. <laughs> well, we won't go there. Uh, you weren't exactly a nun at uni, were you? I heard you were down Canal Street every night. I really was not. You bloody was. I really was not. I went, I've been down Canal Street of an evening. I mean, I walked down it a few times. Twice. Have you? It was very brief. I didn't drink. Is it not? No. No time for that. <laughs> no time for that. Shall we move on? This one is from Molly. Hello, William Jordan, EPB and Diego. I'm a Brit who has recently moved to Venice to further my studies as a painter. Your podcast makes me feel less homesick, so thank oh, you. Oh, a painter. How yeah, exotic. The, you know, probably on the Rialto. Who? Oh, don't worry. Unfortunately, I'm having a few difficulties with my new Italian flatmate. Oh, here we go, another one. She's particularly loud. I have two other flatmates that have never caused an issue. And when anyone mentions it, her response is, I'm from Naples, it's in my blood. Now, I know very little about blood work as I am a painter, as previously mentioned, not a haematologist. But I don't think it's one city of origin that is a large contributor to the volume at which one speaks. She is relentlessly loud. She will have three-hour-long phone calls while she is in her room cooking and showering. This would normally not bother me, but she shouts. She's a very shouty lady and our walls are very thin. Another common common strand. The wall my bed is against shares a wall with the bathroom. This means that if I am in bed, I can hear everything that happens in the bathroom. I have learned to block it out mostly, but this particular flatmate enjoys 2am video calls with her boyfriend in the shower doing NSFW things. That's not suitable for William things. <laughs> this... <laughs> This is causing me many issues, mainly that I have to listen to her moan loudly for what seems to be a ridiculous length of time. This has happened six times now in the three months that we have lived here, and I'm becoming rather fed up with it. Not only is the noise annoying, but it's a shared shower and it makes me feel gross showering the next morning, knowing what she's been up to the previous night. So in short, my question is, how do I politely request to my flatmate that she stops wanking in the shower when I'm home? I'm not a very confrontational person, but would rather dig a hole, climb into it and bury myself alive than have this conversation. But for my sanity and sleep, it has to be done. Thanks in advance from a long-time Jean Diva, Molly. I'd say move out. If you can, move out. She's not going to change. She's not going to change. I definitely She's from Naples. I, it's in her blood. It's so annoying when people are really loud on the phone, especially when you're sharing a house. You could just shout back on your own phone calls and see how she likes it. And then if she comes up to you and says, could you not be loud? You can go, well, excuse me. Uh, what's your advice here? Because it is so rude and annoying. When people got you on loudspeaker, I used to have an housemate that used to... I'd be watching telly mm. and my housemate would be cooking, right? And would be watching telly on their phone. and be like, can you hear that? Oh, I, d- I don't miss... I feel very, very lucky, but I don't miss sharing houses. It's one of the benefits of being out and proud as a raging homeowner. Is it? Mm. Yeah. It, but as you get, yeah, it's... It is. Ugh, I do not miss sharing an house. No, um, it, it comes with all sorts of problems. It's part of growing up and learning. Although, talking of houses and housemates, just we'll come back to Molly in a minute. 
Uh, my former luxury flatmate Lucas came and stayed with us uh, a few weeks ago for a night, and it was lovely to have him to stay. Oh, how is he? He's good, yeah, yeah, even though he and I, I think, wanted to murder each other on a weekly basis when he lived with me in Manchester. It was very nice having him. Yeah, we got hammered at your wedding. He was. We Everyone really, got slightly pissed. Yeah, he was. We had a good, good few drinks. Anyway, what's your advice? Um, I would, put, and I think go, we go back to what we said to, to Mia. Be I would really put loud. a put a put a little sign up. No frigging in the shower. No, I'd, look, if like me, you hate confrontation, then definitely Molly just bite put the a bullet. sign up, bite the bullet and do it, and or be passive aggressive like William said and be really loud on your phone calls. Yeah, that's good advice. That's what I do, but yeah, if maybe maybe it is you are. I, th- I think Jordan is right also when you say that she probably won't change. So maybe look for somewhere else to live. In yes, Venice. look at somewhere else. She's Move to the Lido. Uh, this is from the Lido. Yeah, don't again. Don't worry. This is from Scout. Hello, Diego, William, Jordan, and E.P. Ben. I have a queer etiquette question for you. I'm transgender and have recently finally decided on my new name and what pronouns I like. Of course, all my close friends are aware and have been using my new name for a while, but there are plenty of acquaintances who I don't see all that often and I'm not sure how to update them on the change. It doesn't help that because of Covid I haven't seen some people for a couple of years and they totally don't recognise me. It's a little awkward to be five minutes into a conversation when they start to realise that they know me from somewhere before as someone quite different. So my question is twofold. How do I inform people who use my old name that it's now changed and how do I introduce myself to people who I know but don't recognise my new presentation. Many thanks for any help you might be able to provide. Kind regards, Scout. They then. I would... It, look, it is going to be difficult. Lots of people don't get it and won't get it for many, many years. And thankfully, we've got many generations coming up now who this just will not be a thing. However, we are living in a society where people are... It, this is new territory. This is the equivalent of when people used to shout down the telephone 120 years ago because they just didn't know what it was and they were scared of it. So I would suggest you are going to have... It's, it is sadly something you're going to have to live with. Uh, you are going to have to have this conversation on a daily basis and you have to do it with the compassion that you want displayed to you. So don't correct people in front of other people, as I have said so many times uh, on this podcast about everything. Yeah, but if that person calls them their old name... Let's just say um, Bob, for sake of argument. You'd, you'd say, oh, it's not Bob anymore, it's... Oh, I, yeah, I would just... Like if I called you Julian, not Jordan, for example, you would just go, oh, it's, it's Jordan. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. could do that, yeah. But so, I, yeah. oh, and, you, and you also be factual about it because actually, Jordan, you could change your name to something else, not because you have changed in any other way necessarily, just because you've decided by deed poll that you don't want to be called Jordan. So you just go, oh, actually, it's I'm now called Jordan or I'm now called Scout. That's all you have to say. Okay. Yeah. And keep it relatively short and say it with compassion. I think that's good advice. But yeah, don't definitely, if somebody comes up to you and uses your old name, just correct them and say, oh, it's now Scout. Yeah, and if you then need to go and sort of sit them down and have a, a long chat with them, and they probably will have lots of questions to ask you, and it's, you know, probably a conversation that you're going to have and you're going to have to provide answers. Yeah. Not that you should, but you probably will. It might be a little awkward, but yeah. And Scout also asked, what, how do you cope with a situation when they meet an old friend and they've not seen Scout? Um, well, I guess, but guess it's if you meet meet someone that you you think, oh God, I think I might have met them five years ago. Don't assume that they remember your name, regardless of whether your name has changed. You go, oh hello, and I'm William. Okay, just to remind you, I'm William. Right. I think that's what you can say. Say, or be honest and say you might have known me as Bob, but uh, I am now Scout. Okay, cool. That's my opinion, anyway. 
Uh, this is from Simon. Dear Jordan, William and Ben, I'm afraid I need your wisdom and guidance as to how to navigate a situation myself and my husband have found ourselves in. My father-in-law asked for our help to clean out his attic pending some home repairs, and being the younger and somewhat fitter men that we are, we dutifully agreed to help. It went well, several hours of dragging boxes and bags out of the attic and separating them into piles of my husband's belongings and his parents. That evening, as my husband was sorting through several decades' worth of documents, school notebooks and whatnot, he suddenly stopped and looked up as though he had seen a ghost. I'm not joking when I say he was completely speechless. He turned pale and I was very concerned for what possible repressed childhood trauma he had just come across. Oh, God. I went over to see what he had found to make sure he was okay and saw it with my own eyes, an extensive collection of his father's very suggestive and, I have to admit, quite sexy underwear, including an aged yet clearly well-worn novelty G-string with an elephant at the front, complete with large floppy ears and a hollowed-out trunk of a rather generous length. That's just a novelty thing that you probably got for Christmas. But it was well-worn. My husband was completely and understandably mortified. I, on the other hand, have been having a wonderful time teasing him. Is it just the one or a few? It helps that he looks very like his father, so I've been making the most of this moment and possibly risking divorce. (laughs) We disagree on what we should do next. My husband wants to dispose of them, pretend we saw nothing and possibly discuss this with a therapist at some point in his future. So it's it's a box of thongs. How does he know he's his dad's? Could it not be his mum's? The man thongs. Well, I don't think... Do you need me to explain anatomy to you? Because it's got, like, elephant trunk things. Oh, okay. I think we should return them, as I'm not comfortable throwing away something that is not ours to dispose of, maybe by nonchalantly placing them in a box with any other items of theirs we happen to come across. Maybe it'll bring back fond memories or reignite something more for them. What is the correct etiquette? Simon's loving this. What what is the correct etiquette in a situation like this? Thank you in advance, Simon. Throw them out, never happened. Well, I would be inclined to say that. So if you found your dad's old thongs, you'd say to him... No. You'd throw them out? Absolutely not. You'd throw them out, wouldn't you? Uh, Or, I mean, I do... I think, to be honest, in this instance, Simon, either approach is fine. Returning other stuff going, oh, and this is some other stuff that you might want to look through. But then that's sort of then admitting to the father, well, we know what's in there. Um, So I'd probably just throw them out. Throw them out and go to therapy. Yes. Also, go throw them out and go to therapy, good advice. Someone told me this a couple of weeks ago and it's like you do you know if you're single you should say to your best friend if i die can you be the one to clear out my room because apparently it's dead embarrassing when parents have to go and there's like lots of dildos and crap under bed and stuff it's well known so if you're single now gene mm. divas you need to text your friend or next time you see him just be like look this is a thing and um, if i die could i'm nominating you to come and clear my room out because you, you know, you're, especially if, if you, you're a girl here, you'll always be like mm. daddy's little princess kind of thing. And if mm. God forbid you die, I'm sorry, this is so morbid, but God forbid you die. And then there's a big 12 inch fuck off dildo under your bed. And it's not going to be. No. Yeah. Anything to ask me? Do you want me to clear your room out? No, no. <laughs> I meant the other way around. Do you want to clear my room out? I don't know. Do you need me to? Mm. I'll ask Pilks. It's fine. <laughs> or Rick. Bring yeah. a large duffel bag. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, sorry to go all weird on you there, but yeah, just nominate someone. It's all right if you're in a relationship because you do it yourself, wouldn't you? When Mike and I were at Disney on honeymoon, there was a, a guy, an American guy. Let's just call him a... He sort of looked... If I go picture a Midwestern American 
Family Guy. That's probably just that's who it was. Peter Griffin. No, well, no, but that sort of person. And he was walking around with a T-shirt, completely unaware that says, "My favourite Disney princess calls me Daddy." And I thought, I don't think you realise that fifty percent of the people here that means something else. What? My favourite Disney princess calls me Daddy. He had a he had a five year old girl with him. Yeah, she but calls I, him Daddy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, stop oh, it. Oh, was it? Uh... Well, it could you know it could be worn by others. It just made me. Smoke. Oh, okay. I never, I never get the daddy thing. No, never. I talked. Funnily enough, I talked about this on the radio recently. What? Yeah, I had one year chihuahua on as a guest. Okay. And don't know how we got onto it. Oh got it was. It was yeah. It's never. Oh, daddy. Yeah, but like, no, you're all right. Let's just watch telly. Make <laughs> a brew because you know. Oh, that's just fucking weird, isn't it? Well, each to their own. To each their own. Yes. To each their own. Anyway. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at Sex and My Boss, or you can tweet or send us a message on Instagram at Sex and My Boss, or you can write to William, he promises a handwritten reply in his own letter paper. The address is on the website, sexofmyboss.com. See you next week. It's oh. nearly time for Christmas. See you on Friday. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello g and we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. On Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema.